Imagine you're in your nice warm bed falling asleep when you hear a distant cry. As you wake up, blinking in and out of sleep, you hear the cries gradually becoming louder coming through your window. Outside, you see an old woman floating off the ground. She turns to you, eyes red from tears, and screams an ear-piercing screech. You cover your ears and shut your eyes tightly. As you open them again, the woman is gone. The only sign of her presence is a ringing in your ears. When you get up the next morning, you hear the news that a close loved one has died that evening. Hello, hello, hello everyone. My name is Katie, and you're listening to Creeping Out Katie. Thank you for joining me for another creepy episode. If you are new here, I talk about the different creepy things that scared me as a child. I will also talk about the history behind these things and why they are or are not actually scary. From our little intro, you might be able to tell that today's creepy topic is the legend of the Banshees. At a young age, I went to many funerals. Over the years, I've been to my grandparents, aunts, uncles, close family friends, and they never get easier. Death can be a sensitive subject. One day it'll come for everyone we love, our friends, our family, even ourselves. Over the centuries, humans have made stories and folklore to explain or find reason in death. Some personify death, such as Edgar Allan Poe's Masquerade of the Red Death, The Grim Reaper, The Sticks Transporting Souls to the Underworld, and today's creepy topic, The Banshee. In advance, I would like to apologize for my pronunciation. Most of the terms and places are translated from Old Gaelic. For now, relax, enjoy, and try not to get creeped out. A banshee is translated from Old Irish as fairy woman or woman of the other world. This is a fae spirit of Irish folklore who foretells the death of a family member. These spirits are often seen at night by rivers, forests, and sometimes near the family's home. If a banshee is near the family's home, she would watch them from the outside, crying, moaning, combing her long hair, and scream so loud it pierces the ears of anyone in the surrounding area. They usually have the appearance of an old hag, but are capable of making themselves young and beautiful. The banshee is seen as an omen of death within certain ancient Irish families, such as the Fitzgeralds, O'Neills, O'Connors, and O'Briens. It is said that if the descendants of the families or ruins of the home are still around, the banshee would appear to them. In times of war, the banshee would appear as an old washerwoman who would be seen cleansing blood-stained uniforms or even human limbs in the river, turning the water crimson with the blood shed in battle. Banshees are not limited to only Ireland. In Scotland, they are called Binnie, or the little washerwoman. These fae women are seen washing out blood in the garments of the family member next to die. The Welsh call them Shiharish. These creatures are disembodied voices that wails and moans to signal a person's death. Back to the Irish banshee appearance, the creature can be seen as a female who are either young with red hair and pale skin, or as an old woman with gray hair and sharp, rotting teeth and nails. Sometimes she wears a gray cloak over a white tattered dress, and her eyes are red from crying. Those who are young are said to be the family members who died unexpectedly. These women now watch over their family to warn them of upcoming deaths. They cannot stop the death or change the outcome, they can only warn their families. They sing sorrowful songs filled with concern and love. On the other hand, banshees may be seen at night as shrouded old women crouched beneath the trees, hiding their faces in the shadow, or flying past the moonlight, crying and screeching out loud for others to hear. The first banshee was Eohel, queen of the sheep, in the province of Monster, Ireland. She was a guarding spirit of the Dalishans, who became the O'Brien clan. 
She played a magical harp, and if you heard its sound, death was in your near future. One famous sighting of a banshee was from 1642 by Lady Fanshaw. She was staying the night at Banrati Castle, which so happened to be owned by the O'Brien family. In the middle of the night, she awoke to see a figure of a pale, red-headed young woman outside of her window. She realized that the figure was floating yards above the river that passed near the castle. The noble woman was terrified and did not dare to move, as the ghostly figure moaned in despair. The following morning, Lady Fanshawe found out that the member of the host family had died that night. The story then ends, stating that the banshee was said to be the soul of a drowned servant girl. Now listen, it really sucks that this servant had died a horrible death, but I love me some hot gossip. If banshees are said to be members of the family who have passed, why was the banshee a servant girl and not a known family member? Who was her mom? Who was her dad? Were they an O'Brien? Hmm? There's nothing more to the story, so we will never know, but you know, my little theory, not a fact, is that Lady Fanshawe was gossiping and possibly speculating some adultery within the O'Brien home. Imagine she was sitting over tea with the family, said, Oh, thank you for your hospitality, Lord and Lady O'Brien. I'm so sorry for your loss. I did see the Banshee girl last night. Was she a relative of yours? Hmm? 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 Little, little tea sip right there. Another Banshee legend comes from Sheen's Castle in Randallston County, Antrim. This has been the home of the O'Neill family for centuries. The Banshee for this powerful family is said to be Catherine O'Neill. According to legend, her father was out hunting and found a white cow caught in a sacred white thorn tree. He freed the cow and returned home. As it turned out, going near that tree was a big no-no. He discovered his daughter Catherine had been taken away by spirits to the bottom of Lanai due to a sacrilege. She was freed on the promise that she would always return to the castle to predict a family member's death, thus becoming a banshee. County Clare arguably has the most documented cases of Banshee activity in the last few centuries. This is due to a river stream known as Banshee's Brook. Whenever the area has a dry spell, the iron rises from the riverbed and turns the water crimson, mimicking the washing of bloody clothes in the water by the Banshees of the past. When this happens, locals would be on high alert for the chilling cry of a Banshee, who would be heard flying through the night soon after the waters turn red. So why do banshees scream and cry instead of directly saying a relative is going to die? The best answer is that they are keening. Keening is a traditional form of vocal lament for the dead in the Gaelic Celtic tradition known to take place in Ireland and Scotland. Some historians believe that this practice started in the 8th century, while other countries such as Egypt, China, Mediterranean countries have been practicing relatively the same form of mourning just as long or even longer. Those who practice keening are known as Benkunos, which is known as keening women. I have no idea if I pronounced that right, so I'm just going to call them keeners. These women are meant to be catharsis for those grieving families. According to the Irish traditional lament and the grieving process by Angela Brooke, quote, The lamenting women lead the ceremony in a public display of grief, acting out in her appearance and behavior. The disorder brought about by death, she was often barefoot, her kinia, or cry, was a series of breathless odors of rhythm, rhythmic pulse of the dead person, end quote. So in an emotional and physical sense, the keeners are expressing the family's grief for them. Keening is also used to scare away evil spirits at funerals. Keeners are viewed to be the link between the living world and the other world. Apparently, 
Keening involves the five grieving process stages, denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and acceptance. The cries helped mourners express their grief in ways they could not themselves. Keening faded around the 1960s because the Catholic Church thought it was a little too pagan. There's a nice video of Robin Williams teaching Carol Bennett on how to keen in their skit, The Funeral. At the time of its popularity, keening was a highly paid profession that only the richest of families could afford. The Banshees work for the bourgeoisie. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good title. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do that. This would explain that Banshees, the ghost of fae forms of the keening woman, would be attracted to help the grieving upper class. Was being a keener a well sought out job? Not really. Some sources say that they were highly respected and highly paid, while others strongly disagreed. Since their job was seen as a necessity, they did not have to follow the day's societal norms. They would travel unpaved roads, walk barefoot, wear old tattered clothes, and uncombed hair. Sometimes keeners were paid with alcohol rather than actual currency. Since they were seen as being strange and otherworldly, these women were often ostracized from their towns or counties until they were needed for another funeral. Now, imagine you're an Irish peasant in the 8th century Ireland. You're walking alone on the side of a river or a forest at night, minding your own business when you hear something. You see a ghostly pale older woman, hunched over, with red dirty garments in one hand, booze in the other hand, screaming, crying, and moaning. I don't know about you, but I would say that's terrifying, therefore making it really easy to be seen as a bad omen even if most likely it was a keener doing her daily laundry and practicing her one and only job. The legend of the Banshees have faded out over the years, especially in the 16th and 17th century Ireland, due to English taking over Irish lands. No one is actually sure where the Banshees got their knowledge of the person's death. One theory suggests that each family member has their own personal observer. The observer follows them around and reports back to the Banshee. I couldn't find any information if the observer is believed to be a spirit, a fae, or an animal. However, some banshees have the ability to turn into crows, therefore they could spy on their families in crow form. A modern explanation for the banshee scream is none other than a common barn owl. Barn owls used to be widely spread across most of Ireland in the early centuries, however they have become endangered. The screeches of barn owls are very similar to a woman's cry. Owls are nocturnal, meaning that they are awake at night and do such things as flying, hunting, and screeching in the dark. I no longer find the idea of a ghostly figure such as banshees or shadow people visiting me at night scary. I am now afraid of the deaths of those closest to me. If the banshees tell us anything, we should love and appreciate those who are in our lives, for it is too late. Creeping Out Kitty was brought to you by River Sticks Audio and created by me, Katie Clark. For written transcripts, research credit, updates, and more, visit our website at riversticksaudio.wixsite.com. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, follow our Instagram and Twitter under River Sticks Audio. Intro and outro song is Misconceptions by Mew. Background music, Maestro Tackalel by Jess Gallagher. Logo art by Malin Costello from MC Design. <laughs>